Welcome back, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, today's episode is pretty cool. We've got Mark Sansom joining us from the UK. He is the content editor, editor of 50 Best Bars, World's 50 Best, and 50 Best Discovery. We're going to hear about all the latest updates and the amazing news of the live ceremony coming back this year. So this is going to be a great episode for all of you guys who love the show. Please like, share, and subscribe. And if you head over to Facebook to Beverage Network, this is my new Facebook group where everyone can stay connected, not just from me, but all the amazing people that come on the show and be able to tell their story too. So yeah, please look in the show notes. You'll find all the information about 50 Best and Mark's amazing work. And you'll also find out about uh, some of the stuff we have going on too. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy this episode. Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the Back Bar. This is Christopher Menning. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again for joining me on the Bat Bar podcast. Uh, today we have Mark Sansom calling from the UK. Uh, really happy to have you here, Mark. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about today, about 50 Best and all the exciting new things happening this year. But first of all, how are you? How are you doing? Very well indeed. Thank you, Chris. Um, thanks very much for having me on. Good, good. And we were just talking about the UK being, you know, back to normal. And I saw in your stories, you've, you've gone to a nice restaurant last night and I saw all the people around the table and I'm so jealous. I, I can't wait to get to that level here. <laughs> how's it How's it all going in the UK? Uh, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to be too sort of positive about it because it does feel really good at the moment. But we, I think one thing that we've learned from the last 18 months is that things can change very, very quickly. But it, yeah, it's really, really great to see so many people out supporting bars and restaurants in, in London. And it really does feel like uh, feels like a renaissance of the city. So it's um, things are good at the moment. But yeah, fingers crossed that it remains that way. That's good, yeah. And I mean, I think a big part of that was the rollout of vaccination and, you know, it's good to hear. Um, obviously, I think uh, most of the UK is vaccinated now as well, right? Uh, so that's helped a lot. Yeah, I'm not in, I'm not entirely sure of the exact numbers, but I think we're about sort of uh, with double doses. I think we're about 70 percent of the of the population. So, yeah, it's going it's going really, really well. I mean, I, I don't want to criticize our, our government too much because it's been a, it's been a very tricky situation for everyone. But one thing they certainly have got right is the uh, is prioritizing vaccines for the for the most vulnerable, which was which was completed, I think, sort of by March. So, yeah, they've done they've done a very, very good job in that respect. Okay, great. So, uh, Mark, for for a lot of people listening, um, I'm sure they know you from Fifty Best. Um, I saw you most recently doing the live. Well, I say live show, but the show of um, Asia's Fifty Best Bars. So that's how I know you. Um, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you obviously your role is content editor for Fifty Best, and I'm sure that covers quite a lot of different topics. Um, but would you like to dive into that and just kind of let the the audience know a bit about who you are, what you do, and more of what your role encompasses? 
Sure, sure. Go. I mean, I, I've been in sort of hospitality journalism for roughly 15 years. Um, I was previously, before joining 50 Best, the editor of um, a, a magazine called Food and Travel, which um, is about food and travel. Uh, previously, I was uh, working for a magazine or, or a media brand for, called Men's Health, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with out in, out in Thailand. And then prior, prior to that, yes, I was no. working for um, Square Meal, which is a restaurant guide in London. So yeah, I guess my career has kind of um, always been around F&B, which has been lovely. Uh, and yeah, with, with 50 Best, um, I curate the content for our bars and restaurant channels, mainly looking after looking after bars. And yeah, thank you for uh, you're, you're watching and viewing the, um, the Asia's 50 Best ceremony early this, earlier this year. We, um, it was a, a really enjoyable one to put together, hoping to mm. bring a sort of bring about or give a sense of the, of the, uh, of the sort of rebirth of the hospitality industry. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting back to live events, that's for sure. Great. And obviously, that's one of the things we're talking about today, the fact that we are back to live events now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. We've um, we, we recently announced that we will be hosting uh, the world's 50 best bars in London uh, on the 7th of December. So we're uh, we're all systems go in terms of setting up that event and making sure it's all COVID secure and that as many people from all over the world and bars that hopefully will, will make the list are able to travel and get together in person again, because God, we're, it's certainly something we're all craving. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. And, you know, why, why is it the right time now? Why have you decided to, to start going to live ceremonies again? I mean, we, we would have gone to live ceremonies as, as quickly as possible. But, um, I mean, mm. the, the feedback we've had from our academy chairs all over the world um, and indeed the, the bartenders and, and people who are involved with, with 50 Best and now sort of 50 Best family, as we call it, they've been crying out to get back together as soon as possible. I think, as, as you well know, Chris, um, bartenders are some of the most um, personable people in the world. Um, and there's nothing they like more than, than getting together, sharing, uh, sharing good times, uh, giving each other the the spirit that we're so used to seeing when we get together for 50 best so yeah we're um essentially it's just about bringing people together again and i'm sure it'll be um sure it'll be a joyous evening on the 7th of december for as many people as possible who are able to travel to london that's brilliant yeah i know what you mean and we're such a sort of um close-knit family sort of industry aren't we so <laughs> these sort of events are, are perfect for for meeting up again um that's great. I mean, so I'm really excited and I'm happy we're going back to life ceremonies because I think we need it, you know, we need something like that. But there's a few new additions to this year, right? Um, so we've got the new Best Cocktail Menu Awards, uh, which is quite exciting. Uh, I can't pronounce the first one, so can you do that for me? Sieto <laughs> Misteros, uh, Best Cocktail Menu. Perfect. It's a wonderful a wonderful agave spirit for, from Mexico, which is, uh, which is on board with us for the first time. Uh, yeah, the best cocktail menu. We're um, we've been looking to bring something in and as many awards as possible that aren't limited to just the list of the 50 best bars or the even the extended list of the 51 to 100, which we'll be doing again this year. We want something which is super egalitarian that anybody in the world could enter. Uh, and we thought the easiest way to do that, to bring the community together, would be to give as many people as possible the opportunity to enter the uh, Best Cocktail Menu Awards. So, yeah, it, entries are open at the moment for any bars. So any uh, any bartenders listening anywhere in the world uh, near you in Thailand or, of course, in, in Europe or the, or the States or South America, anywhere else in Asia, we're, we're welcoming the applications to, uh, to, to, to submit their menus with a bit of supporting material. And then, uh, then they'll be assessed by our Academy Chairs come September. Well, that's pretty exciting. So bars don't have to be registered in the 50 best before, don't even have to be you know, ever thought of. They can literally just enter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've been really, really pleased with the number of um, number of entries we've had already. We've had some 
Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but we've had some great entries. There's a, there's a bar in a bar in Ghana, which has got some really, really interesting stuff going on. So I'm wow. looking forward to uh, to sharing that. There's a tiny little cocktail bar in the, in the UK, uh, in Dorset, which is in the southwest, a beautiful part of uh, beautiful part of the world, uh, doing some really interesting stuff. So it's great to see that. So many bars um, that weren't on my radar are really doing wonderful things and bringing bringing really really sort of craft to the cocktails in in all over the world. Yeah, so it's it's been brilliant to witness. Exciting times, mm. and you know, I'd like to ask, how is this? Um, how is the voting soft, uh, or the the sort of analysis of it different from what's currently going on with Fifty Best? Is there a different voting process? Yes, it's slightly different. Yeah, so we are we're receiving applicants uh, applications and entries at the moment, and then they will be given to our panel of twenty eight Academy chairs. So <clears throat> this year we've actually increased our Academy chair panel from twenty three to twenty eight. Uh, last year we went from five to to twenty one. So it's been it's been a real progress in terms of us looking to set up academies in different parts of the world. Now, previously, the five academy chairs that we had did a great job of, of representing their continent's bar scenes. But the way that we, we feel that by having academy chairs who are more closely tied to their particular region's bar scenes, they can they can select a more effective panel, which is going to be more reflective of uh, how the bars are operating in that part of the world for that particular time. So yes, with the, with the Sieta Mysteros um, uh, Best Cocktail Menu, uh, yeah, like I say, every bar is welcome to submit their submit their um, cocktail menu and some supporting material. So we've had some great R and D videos from bars who have uh, who have sort of displayed the processes behind the cocktails that come on the list. So yes, they will be submitted to us, and then we will pass them over to our twenty eight academy chairs, uh, who will grade the grade the menus on uh, layout and styling and design, and the use mm -hmm. of various materials, uh, ease of communication to the guests. Uh, indeed, design of the drinks from any supporting photography, and how they communicate sustainability. Um, so it's yeah, lots of lots of key points. So obviously, the academy chairs aren't going to be able to taste those uh, cocktails which are on the list, but it's purely based on how the how the ideas are communicated to the to the guest. That's brilliant, and you're completely right. Communication is so important, right? Especially with sustainability. I know a lot of bars that do amazing sustainable practices, mm. but no one knows <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it's important it's very very important and obviously if you're if you're sitting at the bar speaking to the bartender they can they can communicate that but it can also be done um in very sort of in very sort of in innovative methods um on, on the menu and we're seeing some some really really great stuff that isn't just isn't just a few words explaining about how they've um how they're how they're using sustainable materials but it's about the whole um, the ecosystem of the bar and everything that goes into designing those drinks Mm. Okay, so is there a deadline for this for people to enter? First of September. We look forward to receiving them in the next. Uh, well, I'm not not sure when this cast is going out, Chris, but um, by the first of September, we'd like to have as many um, as many uh, entries as possible. Great. Well, this is going out the weekend, so yeah, okay. <laughs> we still got loads of time for everyone. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if there's a link, I'd love to get that, and we can put that in the show notes. So for those listening, they'll be able to enter. Uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic, and I, I think there's going to be you know some really good entries. Mm, yeah. So we've just obviously come out, uh, you know, unpre unprecedented times. Uh, you know, one of the worst things to happen to not just the industry but the world, actually. And I think you know we all know that the beverage trade and the restaurant trade were hit the hardest. Um, I know that you guys over at 50 Best did a lot to support the hospitality industry uh, with the 50 Best for Recovery program. Can you tell us more about that and how much that meant to people? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think we realised in I think March 2020 that 
what was coming down the road was going to be, as you say, the most serious uh, crisis to affect the hospitality industry and indeed the and indeed the world. Um, so we and all credit to our MD Tim Brook Webb who who put us all in a room um, and sat down and said, right, what can we do to support this community um, that we consider ourselves such a such an integral part of? And basically, we we thought, what does what do the hospitality venues need the most? Essentially, it was money. Um, lots of governments weren't as supportive um, as we've seen in, in the UK and perhaps the States. I know in Thailand, you were, you were particularly um, unlucky. Unlucky is probably not the right word, but um, uh, received yeah, less support. Yeah. So we thought, right, what can we do to use our community to um, get, get as much money together as possible and distribute that as, uh, as grants to bars and restaurants all over the world? So, yeah, we came up with the uh, 50 Best for Recovery project, which had sort of three key pillars uh, in terms of raising money that the, the best one and the most successful one I think was our bid for recovery auction um, which raised a hell of a lot of money um, the biggest uh, the biggest auction item was uh, a barrel uh, of Michter's bourbon um, which had never been released at barrel scale before and that, that actually broke the world record for the price of any uh, bar- barrel of bourbon so- sold which was um, just over two hundred thousand dollars so that was uh, a, a nice little, uh, nice little spike in in the funds. Um, we also created our uh, first ever e cookbook, which was called uh, Home Comforts, um, which which included recipes from bartenders and chefs. Uh, and one thing we actually realised there wasn't too many um, wasn't too many books out there where the chef sits alongside the bartender. Um, there's lots of recipe books for for cocktails, lots of recipe books for um, for, for cooking. But we bringing them both together to pair cocktails with uh, uh, 50 best chefs dishes was uh, was quite an interesting one for us. And that sold really, really well. Now, that was only it was eight, eight US dollars. So super cheap. People were buying it for their friends and family. And that raised that raised some good money for us. So, yeah. So with those uh, initiatives together, we raised uh, I think I think the current count is one point three one million dollars. So we a decent, decent sum of money. We set up a a separate charity company for that at 50 best and we have distributed those funds to well over well over 300 um, restaurants and bars all over the world so that was quite um quite rewarding to be able to do that but look to be honest it was the it was the least we could do um it was um we, we've been a part of the hospitality community for since 2002 so yeah it was really 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 good to be able to give something back and and certainly connect with those bartenders and chefs all over the world yeah, that's fantastic, man. It's, it's good, so good to hear that. So 1.3 million and, you know, that all went to, to good causes. And I guess we're still not out of the woods completely yet. So, you know, what else have we got to do to sort of um, not only rely on you guys, but, you know, help each other as an industry? What can we be doing? Absolutely. Right I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Chris. It's um, There's so many different stages of recovery uh, at the moment all over the world. Um, in, in in Europe and the States, it seems like we're a little little further ahead. Uh, but indeed, the rest of the world is um, is still struggling with with vaccine rollout. So it's it's a tricky one for us to, to for us to sort of place uh, a global entity which we consider consider fifty best to be. But what the bars and restaurants need more than anything at the moment is footfall. They need the, there's a land grab at the mm-hmm. moment in the media for uh, for all sorts of different industries. But we want to put hospitality at the front of all of that. So by going back to live events and giving shining the spotlight on restaurants and bars all over the world that now we see as our role um, to bring bring guests and consumers back into hospitality and give them the give them the confidence that uh, hospitality venues are safe uh, and secure to be able to go back to and start spending their hard-earned cash and um, keeping the hospitality professionals in business 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's um, it is that case of just trying to get people through the door again. And what can venues um themselves specifically do to to show that they're safe and that they you know yeah. fine to go back to? I think there's, I mean, there's there's many different ways that they can show that they're um, safe and secure places. But I think it's all about visibility, uh, and that comes that's mm-hmm. that can be as simple as um. As, as having hand sanitizer stations as, as people come in, uh, offering people the opportunity to use hand sanitizer when it's on the table. Um, certainly in London, when we we're in <clears throat> when we we're in lockdown, there was hugely strict uh, protocols. I mean, look, hospitality professionals, servers, um, back of house people—they're used to working under very very tight hygiene strictures. So, I mean, one of the one of the poor messages that was was going out from respective governments all over the world was it, it seemed as if hospitality was the um, was the whipping boy. Um, they were the, they were the first sort of venues to to be closed mm-hmm. and they were the people who um they were the, that seemed as if there was real sort of punishment in hospitality venues so coming out of that and showing the world that people um people are safe uh, and, and all sort of strictures can be abided by was probably the most effective thing yeah no i get yeah um well i mean it's yeah it's very tough um and we hope that a lot of uh, you know, our countries over here can follow suit with what the UK is doing now and having this sort of, um, you know, relaunch back into normality. So this is great to hear. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I'd love to le- lean into a little bit more about the new stuff that's going on. And I guess one of the newest things is the relaunch of 50 Best Discoveries. So this is a, a, a sort of travel-focused search engine, right? But really a focus on the gastronomic Approach. Exactly. Can you tell me yeah, more? absolutely. So, well, we launched uh, we launched Fifty Best Discovery in 2019, November 2019. So, uh, when the pandemic rolled round in uh, in March 2020, or slightly before uh, you, for you guys in Asia, it probably wasn't the best time, uh, and not not that right. we not that we were to know that launching a gastronomic search engine would be the would be the best time to do it. But yeah, I mean, we've been sitting on a mine of data with Fifty Best. So, um, as I'm sure you know, and maybe your maybe your listeners know, we produce we produce a number of lists all over the world we have latin america's 50 best restaurants uh asia's 50 best restaurants uh, asia's 50 best bars um uh, and the world's 50 best bars and the world's 50 best restaurants so for those various uh, various lists we have different academies of voters um this year i'm very pleased to to announce that for the first time the world's 50 best bars has an academy of over 600 voters so every list that comes in we get a hell of a lot of votes and at the moment we're only able to reveal the votes for those who those restaurants and bars who are voted between 1 to 50 or 51 to 100 but that's that doesn't take into account the thousands and thousands of uh, great restaurants and bars who have received votes. We thought, what can, what on earth can we do with all this data to give people trusted, uh, authoritative, expert-approved destinations for people to go out and try it? What can we do? We'll put them all onto a website uh, and make them searchable for, for for guests all over the world who are looking to looking to travel again. <clears throat> Uh, and they yeah, bring the bring them to the consumer with short reviews, um, all the data that you might need might need to know when you're making a booking. So, uh, what's the rough sort of price? How do I actually get there? And then a hundred words on what what I can expect when I when I actually get through the door. So yeah, fifty best discovery. We're just about to uh, we launched with fifteen hundred venues on it, and we're just about to to put together another six hundred venues, which actually come out on uh, Monday the Monday the sixteenth. So Monday the sixteenth of August. So if anyone um, if anyone's looking to feel inspired about when the lockdown ends and travel starts to open up, please do check out 50 Best Discovery and give those um, slightly smaller, um, less familiar restaurants and bars your support by uh, making those travel plans and start start opening up those conversations. 
Great. Okay, that's that's pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah, and it's nice to hear that it's other venues and not the ones just included on the list. So the ones on the periphery of of nearly being included. Absolutely. Uh, that's great. So you're talking nearly two thousand venues. That's a lot. Is this a worldwide search engine? Or? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we cover. Yeah. I think at the moment we've got roughly uh, ninety eight countries on there. Uh, I will. I will have to check that and come back to you if you if you're going to publish it on your channels. But um, yes, uh, we, we, we're certainly covering off the, all of the world, and it's um, we see it as real sort of um, an inspiration driven uh, travel piece with uh, with fifty best discovery. So yeah, we've everything from backstreet ramen bars in. Uh, in, in, in Tokyo and Malaysia to uh, the, the highest uh, highest flying fine dining restaurants in um, in the in the dining capitals all over the world but it's um, yeah we're looking for we, we certainly do look to put to publicize and do more content around around those smaller bars and restaurants and give them the support so we just actually relaunched our social channels 50 best discovery on um, Instagram and Facebook and we've got various sort of different content programs going out to to try and get people uh, traveling and inspiring them to um, to get out and about again that's great okay uh, i can't wait to check that out i will do definitely um and i guess so your role as content editor you're obviously very much in charge of the direction of where the content goes and from that conversation we just had i guess right now it's like you said getting people back into restaurants and bars uh, and also recovery and coming back to live ceremonies but what other direction have you got the 50 best content going right now where would you like to see it go yeah very good question actually i think what we're what we're very interested in at 50 best at the moment is, is storytelling and really really getting down really getting down into the detail of uh of the stories of chefs and bartenders and how they got into the industry one of um one of my key tenets and one of the the brand's key tenets going forward in terms of bars is to really look to to show people that the average the average consumer the craft which goes into bartending and, and, and drinks craft and, and the design which goes behind drinks. I think um, all over the world, people are probably a little bit guilty of, um, uh, of not giving enough respect to, uh, to bartenders. So with our, with our content and content programs, we're, we're really looking to get across the artistry that it goes into being, uh, being a bartender and really tell the stories of those hospitality professionals who have spent their lives uh, 20, 30, 40 years honing their craft and bringing that and delivering the the most perfect guest experience which which as we know um when it's when it's successful it feels seamless but it's there's a lot of practice that goes on behind the scenes to get it to that stage so yeah storytelling is is really important to us and certainly shining uh, shining the spotlight and indeed the floodlight as we're calling it now with um with 50 best on on lesser known gastronomic capitals and and great drinks drink scenes all over the world so yeah there are there are two, two two key tenets going forward i think Brilliant. Thank you, Mark. Well, we'll wrap up very soon. I've just got a few more questions. Um, so obviously you're based in London, right? Which is where most of your, your time is spent. Is. is there any hidden gems that have come up recently that oh. we, you might see on the list coming up? Oh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to, to cut it short. Um, but yeah, I think there's, um, with obviously there were lots of, and very sadly and, and harrowingly there, there were a lot of closures um, in London and indeed the, yeah. the rest of the world and indeed lots of businesses have closed their office space or similar as, as people are working in a more hybrid uh, from home sort of environment but what that's done is left lots of spaces available for talented uh, young young chefs to actually go and ply their trade and certainly what uh, mm. what I've seen in what I've seen in London is I don't know disused office spaces in, in the city where people have gone out there's chef's gone in there uh, converted a kitchen and really doing some creative stuff similarly with bars there's a there's a tiny tiny little place at the end of i, I live in crystal palace which is in um, which is in south london 
um, and, and there's just just things springing up all over the place. There's a great little cocktail pass bar set up by um, a guy who's lived, uh, a Thai guy actually, um, who's lived in lived in London for mm-hmm. for a number of years. He, he unfortunately lost his job in the, in the pandemic, and he thought, "What can I do? I've got some savings. There's there's an empty site there. I'm going to go and set up my own bar." So those kind of indie places, I think, we're going to start to see springing up all over the world, and um, I'm all for it. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, me too, me too. And it, you're right, it is sad. There's been some, uh, you know, renowned establishments having to close down mm. uh, during this period. But I guess from the ashes, there will be some some new Absolutely. faces. Phoenix so. is all over the place, we think. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and giving us all this amazing updates about 50 Best. I can't wait to, to see the award ceremony and, and all of the new award stuff. Um, what are you up to these days? What are you drinking? Anything exciting going on that you'd like to share? Oh, I mean, all sorts of exciting things, to be honest. Um, I'm very into vermouth at the moment, I guess. Yeah, I, I t- tend to finish the working day with uh, with, with different type styles of vermouth over, over lots of heavy ice. But uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just enjoying getting back out into pubs, being able to queue at the bar last night. And, and the queue was sort of two or three deep, and it almost felt nice to be able to queue again and order order a pint from the uh, from the from the bartender across the across the, the four feet of mahogany in it. Uh, it's starting to feel a lot more normal. So yeah, I'm just enjoying getting back out into into hospitality and uh, exploring the old favourites and finding new ones. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm very jealous of the past. Just uh, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Stay safe. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for joining us on the show again. Uh, really great to hear about 50 Best and all the amazing work they've done recently. Uh, it's such a great institution that's helped uh, hospitality a ton. And, uh, you know, it's great to see the direction of the content, uh, which is led by Mark. So, yeah, some really exciting stuff, guys. If you head over to show notes, uh, check out about all the uh, really cool things like the cocktail menu of the year. That's going to be an exciting award. And then, yeah, if you like the show, please, once again, always uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, or head over to our Facebook group now where you can join the community. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and talk to you all soon.